Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Welcome back to Let It Grow. It is uh, Friday, October 8th, around 1130 as I'm recording this. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. And, uh, you know, as always, I, uh, I certainly appreciate all the uh, the shares and the, uh, the likes and comments. And, uh, you know, it's definitely been fun. Can't believe we're already on episode 20. Um, in the market today, we got a bunch of different things going on. We had a, uh, a lackluster September uh, jobs report, and somehow that seems to send the market kind of kind of mixed, but we're a little bit up where the, the non-farm payroll, I think it was non-farm payroll the other day, was, uh, was better than expected, and the market went up. So now it's worse than expected, and it's still up. So who knows? There's a lot of noise out there. Um, you know, some different things happening. Also, the, the debt ceiling um, hasn't necessarily been resolved, but uh, we're kicking the can on down the road towards December. And uh, I think it's about seven weeks away right now that now the debt uh, ceiling will will no longer have any money left and will default on our uh, uh, payments if they don't go ahead and get something passed in Congress. Uh, you know, it's it's another you know, pushing it down the road just to, to make December have some of the same pain that I guess we had late September, early October, possibly. Hopefully they get it solved before that, but we all know they won't. You know, they're going to drag their feet as long as they can, and then they'll come up with the, uh, you know, final hour um, resolution that, you know, they'll have to do something or just keep pushing it down the road. So, uh, you know, that being said, uh, does it do anything to the the Santa Claus rally or the the holiday rally that we're kind of expecting? You know, a lot of people are calling for the the Q4 to finish the year strong, and uh, you know, it, it could definitely have an impact on that. Being that some of this uh, anticipation of what's going to happen in December is uh, going to be possibly affected by you know what congress decides to do are we going to have any more of this sell-off on uh growth names and then rotate back into some um you know some of the more stable plays your your big large cap or uh you know your out of out of tech into you know consumer staples or energy or uh financials things like that so, you know, it's it's all kind of a toss-up right now. We'll see what happens, and we'll certainly be ready, um, you know, for, for either. And, uh, you know, that's certainly short-term noise. It's, you know, it, it's always there. You can always trade around the noise, but long-term, you know, that's really your investment is, you know, where you want to be in different names in five years. You know, certainly you can trade around this noise right now. But, you know, it takes a lot more time, a lot more uh, engagement as to what the market's doing, as to what the economy's doing, uh, you know, between D.C. and China and, you know, everything that goes on. It's all kind of plays a role into trading. So, you know, 
I do a mixture of both. We we've talked about that a good bit, but uh, you know, you certainly have to be prepared for what's going to happen. And uh, you know, we are certainly watching it. It's certainly on our minds, but uh, I don't want to dwell on things like this because as we've seen this week, you know, we had three, four solid days now of, uh, of green days. So, you know, it, it's hard to say that we're out of the woods. Uh, we're definitely trending up, you know, with some of the things going on with uh, Charlie Munger, uh, Warren Buffett's counterpart, his fund buying, uh, doubling down on their position in Alibaba. You know, it's not even a clo- close to a big percent of ownership of Alibaba, but, you know, it's it's still $400 million, I believe. And, uh, you know, it definitely gave everyone a little bit more confidence that, well, if he's buying it, and, you know, he's a, he's a China bull, you know, he's in favor of China. Um, you know, he thinks they definitely are a growing economy and a force to be reckoned with. But, uh, you know, they also saw some value there. Uh, you know, Alibaba trades really cheap. It is a, a great company with great earnings with, you know, every everything they've done is great. Um, but, you know, they're in a, in a spot, in a location that impedes their progress. Uh, you know, so just, just out of example, you know, Alibaba has got a PE of 18, that price to earnings multiple that we look at when we're valuing a company versus Amazon, which a lot of people consider similar companies in different uh, locations, their PE is 57. So, you know, it's what, three times what Alibaba's valued at. And, uh, you know, so he got to the point where it uh, was a value play for him. So I guess they pulled the trigger and they see more upside than downside. And, you know, I mean, if if Charlie Munger or Warren Buffett buys something, I, I think everyone kind of falls in line with uh, their decisions and they they tend to pile into the trade also. Now, does that mean that long-term uh, China's not going to be a, a problem? No, we're, we're not out of the woods there. Um, so, you know, it, it all comes into effect, but some sometimes some things get too cheap to avoid, and it's almost like you got to take a risk on it. And, uh, you know, so that's uh, definitely something that gives some some steam to the, to the market and definitely gets people looking at uh, China and Alibaba. But, uh, you know, another thing that happened this week was uh, the U.S. Bank offered uh, institutional holders. Uh, they can hold now now hold Bitcoin in uh, in their banks. So this means that the uh, the institutions themselves, the big hedge funds, the big commercial uh, uh, traders, they're, they're all allowed to hold Bitcoin or custody services now live for for U.S. Bank. So it says here in this article I'm reading on, uh, it's on Bitcoin.com. Um, where are we at? Yeah, it says the custody services are now live and available to its global fund services clients. Uh, they have nearly, U.S. Bancor has nearly 70,000 employees and $559 billion in assets. And the services are intended for institutional investment managers with private funds in the U.S. or the Cayman Islands who would like a safekeeping solution for Bitcoin with additional coin support coming soon. Uh, so basically, if, if instead of holding it, um, Bitcoin in a, in a wallet, you know, now a bank is backing it. So the fact that a bank is going to go out and hold Bitcoin for, um, 
you know, they're all their, their clients. It certainly shows that it's, um, you know, more of a mainstream thing. Uh, Bank of America also came out this week and said that uh, Bitcoin was basically too big to ignore and that, you know, it's a, a $2 trillion um, asset class now at this point. So there's so much money involved into the crypto space that it's, it's getting to the point where I think that ETF hopefully does come out sometime next year. Hopefully it gets allowed. And then, you know, then I think we'll see a real rocket ship towards the, the upside here because now the people who are afraid to own crypto either on a wallet or, um, you know, go trade it online. Now they can go onto their brokerage account or hold it in their uh, their IRA or their you know other investment, and they can hold it in their brokerage under a uh, an ETF that will track you know these specific coins. I'm sure there's going to be one that's Bitcoin, Ethereum. Then there's going to be all the altcoin ETFs, and basically you can trade them that way versus holding the coins individually. So it takes a lot of that fear out of the market um, or the, the fear of losing your coins, I'll say. So, you know, I definitely see it as a big upside, big catalyst that hopefully, um, you know, with, with Bank of America coming out and saying it's too big to ignore. And then U.S. Bank saying that they'll hold Bitcoin for their, their customers. It certainly shows that uh, it's getting adopted more and more. We're still in that early adoption phase. Uh, I do not think we are too late to get involved. If you don't have Bitcoin, you don't have Ethereum. Um, I certainly think it's it's worth buying. And, uh, you know, it's, it's still one of those growing asset classes that you're going to see some of those volatile swings on. But long term, as uh, more people, more countries and banks all adopt it, I don't see you know, people, um, uh, not to say that you can't lose money, you certainly can, but I think as it gets more uh, adopted and there's more need, more use for it, uh, I certainly think we're going to go up from here. We're, we're still in that beginning innings. And uh, I personally feel that it's a good investment for me. And as I've said before, I, I don't think anyone should be holding um, all their money in crypto. Uh, for me, it's currently about 12 to 15 percent and uh just depends on the day and how much fluctuation there is so you know take that into account there's there's certainly a, a number that would work for you but to not have any i think is kind of a mistake at this point just for the amount of gains that could be had in the crypto space um you know we've talked before about the staking and uh and ma making the crypto work for you as well so um, there, there's a lot of different options out there. You can go back and listen to, to some of the other episodes. I talked more about uh, crypto, but, you know, it's certainly an option. And I think it's certainly something that I would say it's uh, it's it's been good for me. That's I guess that's where I'll leave it. Um, and also uh, with, um, you know, the, the debt ceiling talks, I wanted to kind of rope that back into it. Um, you know, last time. And I think it was 2011 when the, or 2010, when the debt ceiling, you know, we got to that final hour and then uh, our credit got downgraded. You know, the, the nation has a, a credit uh, score also pretty much 
and we went from triple A to triple A plus. They downgraded us. And, uh, you know, the market fell about 7% or the Dow fell about 7% in a day or two. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were flocking to gold. Um, gold has not, you know, this year has not done well. Uh, I think it's down um, 4 or 7%. I don't have that actual number. I know in the, in the past year, though, it, it has gone down. I can find the spot price on it. But, uh, you know, I definitely think that maybe that's a definite maybe, I guess. For me, I, I see people wanting to adopt Bitcoin if uh, the market or if the dollar looks weak or if the U.S., um, their credit score drops. That makes our uh, money in, in the States more expensive for us to borrow and to pay our bills. So if people start trading out of, uh, you know, exchanging their dollars for Bitcoin, I do see more people are going to try to hold Bitcoin or a crypto or a different currency in order to hedge those bets and to, to hedge against the U.S. dollar. I think people are going to roll into crypto. You might see some people buy gold. I, I don't think that history is going to completely, you know, not be the same. I think it's going to rhyme. But I think it's going to also have more crypto this time. Uh, there, there's definitely more people that are interested than they were 10 years ago. And it's certainly a larger um, asset class than it had been in the past. And should it get down to that final hour, I think, you know, middle of December, we're, we're probably going to see a good pop in, in crypto. And I think going into next year, I, I think crypto in 22 is going to be a... the a good year for crypto overall for a lot of these same reasons. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. And, you know, as far as that goes, I, I certainly hope that my, uh, my bets are right. And I'm, I'm positioned well for a couple of the different things that are happening, but, you know, as we roll into, uh, quarter four, uh, we're going to have earnings coming out in the next couple of weeks from a bunch of different companies. Uh, you know, I certainly want to take a look at the companies that have had these uh, supply chain problems, um, you know, whether uh, a containers, uh, container ship sitting off the coast of California. Um, a couple days ago, I, I heard normally they have one sitting off the coast, one container ship. And I think it was Wednesday, the 6th, that they had 72 ships off the uh, off the coast waiting to come into port to uh, unload all their all their goods that they were delivering. So hopefully some of this backlog starts getting squared away. But I certainly want to uh, look towards some of these companies that have been caught up into the uh, the shortages and the uh, uh, you know some of the supply chain problems that uh, you know names that would rally normally into the holidays. Um, I'm thinking like Disney, Hasbro, Mattel. Uh, I definitely think, you know, like Under Armour, Nike, I think they could all have a really good quarter four if this stuff can get delivered. And, uh, you know, th those companies certainly are, are, you know, big staples around the holidays. And uh, I, I definitely think that they could do do well in this environment if these goods start coming in. Because uh, we all know that they're out there. I'm sure every big uh, retail establishment whether it's Walmart or Macy's or whoever, 
has already done all their ordering. You know, they're not waiting until now to to place an order, knowing that um, supply chain problems are there. They they made these orders for for Christmas over the summer, more than likely, probably June for a September October delivery. And, you know, hopefully all these these goods start coming in and uh, some of their numbers start getting bumped up heavily as uh, some of the sell off has happened. And now hopefully these these stocks and the other ones that are uh, have a sticky price, a sticky product that, you know, people really need or want in this time of year. And, you know, all of that inventory is out there somewhere just waiting to find its way to stores and uh you know, that that's kind of some things that I'm looking at, you know, between those names, between uh, rolling into some more Bitcoin or crypto. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of trading out of some of the lower beta names, some of the less risky names and rotating back into some more tech for me as well. Um, you know, I'm still adding to my end phase position, you know, some of these uh the semiconductors and the microinverters that Enphase does, you know, they're also having these supply chain problems. And when these start coming back online uh, or as more get delivered, we're going to have uh, a mass influx of these backlog orders getting filled for customers that want these solar panels or if they want their uh, their items for Christmas or if they want these cars. You know, we certainly got to look at all that and uh, and really see what's out there for uh these products and these companies that are going to be able to have this backlog of work or really do well into uh, the holiday season and beyond. So that's what I'm looking at. Um, you know, let me know your thoughts. If you've got some other play or another name that uh, you really think is going to work well, um, you know, feel free to share it to the group. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely get better together. Uh, I share what I can and what I find, but, you know, I'm a full-time uh, business owner, full-time dad. And, uh, you know, I don't always have all the time to find all the different ideas. I, I tend to stay to the the names that are in my portfolio. And then, the you know, some of the ones that we talk about on here, I'll look into or I'll, I'll truthfully, I'll listen to a podcast from someone else about an individual name or um, you know, a different thought that I uh, maybe didn't have and try to educate myself throughout the day on it. But, you know, share your ideas and, and then maybe we can all take a look at it and say, uh, you know, good, bad and different and uh, and look to see if it's going to be something that would work for our individual needs and uh, and our plays. So feel free to share and uh, be right back after this quick message. All right, we are back. Um I wanted to get into a little bit more of how do we how do we save that money that we really want to invest and how do we develop those those good habits as to uh, saving your money instead of spending your money and really how quick your money can can leave your account uh, just with frivolous spending. Um, I just wanted to to throw out a number if uh, if you wanted to or. Uh, how how can I put this? If you want to save an additional ten thousand dollars a year, it's twenty seven dollars a day. Um, but you know, I think it's a lot easier to think about how we spend that twenty that uh, twenty seven dollars a day. And uh, you know, 
it, it works both ways. You can either save $27 a day or you can, you can burn $27 a day. Um, you know, in things like subscriptions that we probably don't use or memberships or, you know, DoorDash or ordering out your lunch every day, getting a, a coffee on the way to the work or, or, you know, however you, you blow your extra money and the, you know, you really don't even look at it, but it adds up real quick when you think of it as 27 bucks a day is, is 10 grand a year. Um, so that's kind of where I wanted to go with this is, you know, what are we, you know, I know personally when I used to work with the crew, uh, I do more, uh, solo work anymore. It's just me. And that definitely has helped my spending. Um, you know, I don't necessarily go and, and grab, uh, you know, a coffee or a candy bar or whatever, whenever we, whenever I stop to, to get gas or, uh, I really don't stop to get lunch anymore. I take my lunch every day. And, you know, it certainly adds up. I don't, you know, I don't have those charges for, you know, six bucks here or 12 bucks there on my card anymore. And, uh, you know, I definitely have noticed that myself. And uh, I just kind of want to make sure, you know, that others realize there is other ways to make or keep more money, really, not even make more money. But you can certainly do these things that are, are going to help you in the long run. Um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, don't eat or, you know, don't get a drink if you're dying of thirst, but, you know, a little bit of planning ahead will certainly save that extra money. And if you could put even half of that money, you know, say you are spending 13 or $14 a day on lunch or drinks or whatever, that's five grand a year. You know, I mean, that, that certainly can make a big dent into, uh, you know, funding your, your IRA or your brokerage account. Or just having that money to put towards a, a down payment on a car or, you know, anything else other than just frivolous spending. Uh, you know, I, I think it definitely makes sense to to do a budget, see where your money's going. Um, take a look at, you know, every, every bank account anymore has got how much money you're spending, where it's going, uh, all online. So definitely see where your money's going and and be your biggest advocate to save a couple bucks. Um, you know, it certainly helps to, to break down where every dollar goes. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not one that sits and breaks down a budget uh, regularly. I mean, I, I do it in my head and I know where money's going, but I don't sit and, uh, you know, have an Excel spreadsheet as I know some people do to keep, oh, well, this dollar went here and I know where every dollar's coming from and going in the next year and a half. Uh, I think people that have more of a set income could probably do that a little bit better than myself but you know mine well while i do pay myself monthly um a paycheck you know a lot of my money comes from uh excess jobs or this or that so mine's a little bit different as to how much i'm i'm doing in business this week or or next month so it it changes from uh month to month so it's a little bit more difficult to plan on that basis um, you know, at this point where I've been in business for 13 years, I mean, I, I have a really good handle as to where I'm going and how much I'm, you know, anticipate bringing in. Um, but you know, it is a little bit more flexible for me or variable. 
Uh, so, you know, I, I've never really sat down and done that. But if, if that's something you need to do, it's certainly something worth looking at, even if you do it once and say, hey, this is I make X. And then, you know, I break it down and this is where my money goes. I hopefully, you know, you can save 15% for retirement and, you know, pay all your bills. And this goes here, this goes there. And if you have something where you say, hey, you know, look, I'm not able to save this amount. You know, maybe something's got to go. Maybe some of the subscriptions, you know, that we probably don't need, but we're so accustomed to, you know, maybe we need to cut back on that. Or maybe we need to make these changes in order to line yourself up to uh, get to that point where when you are retired, you can, uh, you know, rest easy and not and not have to think about picking up a, a you know, a part time job when you're 75 to, to make ends meet if you don't want to if you want to, you know, great do it, you know, do what you want to do. But, um, you know, personally, I don't I don't know that I want to be doing any kind of full time work when I'm 70 something. Um, you know, I will always think I'll always want to do the investing thing and, and not count on uh, anyone else to do it for me. That's just kind of how I am. I've always kind of done my own own way and figure out, you know, how to set up a business myself. I didn't have anyone else do that. Um, you know, so that that sort of thing. It's always kind of been my my lane. I'm sure I'll I'll probably still do all that sort of stuff. But I don't want to have to go and uh, you know, pick up another job that to to supplement my income. So hopefully my planning and prep now is is going to get me there when I'm uh, you know, hopefully sooner than than normal retirement age, but we will, we'll see how that goes and how the, uh, the market treats us all. But, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, just take a look at that. If it's a, a budget that's going to help you certainly at least do it once and see where you're at. If it's something you need to keep up with monthly or quarterly, um, that's certainly a, a not a bad idea either. And, uh, you know, I just want to point out that when you start doing, um, spending the, the 10 grand on frivolous things, and then if you compound that with uh, credit card, you know, interest, that 10 grand is going to turn into a whole lot more when you tack on 17 or 18%. So that'll also get you way out of where you want to be in order to save that money. But now you're paying, you know, someone else on top of what you bought and then it's just amplified. So, you know, certainly try to pay down that debt and, uh, you know, if you can compound it into a, a cheaper interest rate. If you have debt, that would be a great situation to, to pay it off quicker and then roll into uh, trying to flip from paying off the debt into uh, being able to save that extra money. And, you know, if you can get to the, the $27 a day, great. But, you know, if you could only do five or 10, hey, that's great, too. You know, any anything that you're saving and you can tuck away for a rainy day is a good spot to be. So, you know, that, that's really my thought for today. I just wanted to, you know, make sh people make sure people know that, you know, it goes quick. You know, the 27 bucks a day didn't seem like a lot to me. But when, when you think about how that compounds over time, you know, it turns into a big snowball of, you know, money going out the door that you're never going to get back on on these things. And uh, I'd rather have it be saved and you know, tucked away for, for that rainy day or for when retirement comes. So that's what I got. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. 
please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.